Come on in. Everybody come on in. You won't want to miss this. Come on in. You won't want to miss this. So, uh, under strict instructions from the boss who, who told me I have to start at 6, so uh, Jan just told Sheridan and I started at 6 this time. So guys, what I'm going to get everyone to do is if I can come get everyone just to stand over here for me. Uh, nobody's sitting, everybody's standing down in the middle over here. Otherwise, it's going to be really awkward what we're doing right now. So right down the middle here, if you're in the band, you have a reason to be behind me. But if you're not, you need to be in front of me. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty intense down now. So, uh, I, uh, this, yeah, so... <laughs> They're talking themselves up, which is all good. But, uh, so we've done two weeks of dancing. Um, and I know that you guys love watching me dance. I know by far I'm the best dancer here. But um, I don't want to brag. Um, I want to remain humble. But right now I want to do another one of my favorite things. Thank you very much. i got a fan down the back. We're going to be doing lip sync battles. So if anybody has ever watched an episode of Lip Sync Battle, you'll, you'll know that it takes a lot of skill and talent to do these, which Nicole claims that she's the best at. She's going up against two seasoned uh, veterans, if you will. So um, I'm going to introduce my contestants. I'm going to get them up on stage. Um, there we go. All right, all right. So I've got team one. We've got... They, they, they're calling them, they want to call themselves Team Winner, but I wouldn't speak too soon. Uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to call them, we're going to call them Team, not Team, yeah, let's just get up this way. And then over here we've got the, uh, we've got the team of um, Short and Tall up the side, Short and Tall. Can I just say, this is an unfair advantage because I'm not funny Neither is Nicole, but Panashi and Ruby. I'm a comedian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, someone's. 
Dives down the back, come down the front. You don't want to miss this. This is going to be awesome. Come on in. You're in for a treat. So short and tall, short and tall, I'll get you guys to stand over there. I'll, get, I'll introduce you when you come up. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got Tara and Nicole to my left-hand side. And um, they're, they're going to be performing an old classic. Um, when I say classic, I was about nine when the song was out. So it's a long, long time ago. We have moves, and we're going to teach you them quickly before we do them. No. All right. Okay. So you guys all have to do it. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. So when we go like this, whoop, whoop, just keep your hands up the whole entire time. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, let's practice. Whoop, whoop. Come on, all your arms up. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. Um, the rest is you just follow us. Yep. Cool. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, technical difficulties. Um, don't worry, we'll, we'll get this sorted out. Josh Duckett to the rescue. <laughs> Alright, in your starting position. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, that that was that was apparently talent. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what? You guys, are, you guys are doing well. I don't have favoritism right now, but short and tall, coming up here. So we got we got Ruby Moitara, and we got Panashi, both seasoned entertainers, and apparently Panashi's funny. So you guys show short and tall some love. Once again, some uh, some minor technical difficulties. Um, you there? No? Yep, maybe. Almost. There we go. I need you guys to make noise as well while they perform. They need your energy. Your energy, come on. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going
A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on Come on, come on! I, <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna vote. Like we, I'm gonna be humble and we're gonna say short and tall won that one. Um, and now, I, uh, I promise not to embarrass myself. But you know what? I'm all down for a little bit of fun myself. So, I know you're wanting to know did I prefer lip sync battle? Well, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Come on, your grace is chasing me down. Okay, now that you guys are down here and I've given you a good excuse to have a little fun and a good laugh, let's keep the energy going. Great work, Tara, by the way. You did well. But um, short and tall took that one. Wasn't that exciting? Muller, ah. Oh. I don't know, did anyone get into that or was that just watching Muller and laughing? Oh, no, 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 they were great, but Muller, well done, wow. You've, you've missed, mate. You need to go hard after that. Multi-talented. Unutilized. That's, that's what it is. Hey, I'm just going to give you a couple of things that we've got coming up, and then we'll jump into uh, worship. So who knows what's happening next Sunday? Muckin. We've got the muckin happening, so that's meeting here at 10 a.m. So the muckin, that's going to be incredible. Last year we did it, and that was a whole heap of fun. We got to go out and uh, serve the community. So can I encourage you to come along? and be involved in the muckin next Sunday, when? 10 o'clock a.m. Cool. Sheridan's in Melbourne, so that's why he's not here tonight. And we've got the light party coming up on the 31st of October. So instead of having a Halloween party, we're a church, so we do a light party. So this is flipping it on its end. Um, and what we do need is volunteers. So if you're free and you want to come along, this is what we do as a church, be there. If you're not free, cancel. Come along, hang out. It's going to be an awesome night. We've had, uh, in years past, we've had three, four, five hundred kids in here. They turn it into a, they, they do a whole heap of stuff, so it's incredible. So uh, make sure you, you help out. Gems is out in the foyer with a clipboard, and she's just, she, yeah, there she is. She's just waving. Yeah, 
yep, she's waving. So go see Jem. Say, hey, look, I'd love to come help. Um, I'll do the worst job, and she'll love you forever. So uh, apart from Tim, she already loves Tim. That's her husband. Just to clarify, hey, do we do we have these uh, do we have these prayer points on the screen? <laughs> Who's memorised the prayer points? You. All right. What well, what I want you to do before we get going, gather into groups. We need nine groups, so one group here. So just just begin to move. We need to move. What we're going to do is we're going to pray through each of these points. So we need nine groups. All right, gather a group around you. Just do it. Gather a group. Leaders, leaders in the place. If you see people who are not in a group, go join with them. Go join in a group with them. All right, this slide is going to chop and change but what we're going to do we're just going to pray in your group just pray for one that you see on the on the screen so you might be praying for God would mobilize the church or God encounters taking place so within your group this is not one person praying but this is all of us in our group as we're looking at the screen just begin to pray into it cool easy as so come on why don't we begin to lift these up Father, thank you for your church. I pray that there'll be a rise in urgency, God, that we would uh, desire to see other people come to know you. Lord, that we wouldn't be idle in what we do, Father, but Lord, you'd you'd, uh, rise up in in us, and God, there'd be a real uh, increase in desire for people to know you, Father. Pick a couple more and then we'll finish up. Thank you, God. Lord, I pray for God encounters in this city that you would meet with people in incredible ways, that you'd transform lives and reveal yourself. Thank you, God. Thank you for your purposes and your promises, God, that we can align with you and know that you are here, you are now, Lord, that as we gather together to agree, Father, that your spirit is amongst us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We fix our expectations on you. Amen. Amen. Come on, it's good to pray. It's good to pray. 
Alright, hey, why don't we stand up? We've got space in the middle, so come and jump into the middle. And team, why don't you lead us? Yo. Who's excited to praise God? Oh my goodness. Yo. Who's excited to praise God? Alright, we invite you guys to come, you know, come to the, the middle part here where it's free and spacey. Yeah, come on. We're a family. There is no shame, there is no fear. And we're just gonna go straight, straight into that place and meet with God. Are you guys ready? Staring into.
well, guys. I know you guys can praise way harder than what you just showed. I feel, honestly, and it's not even just looking at you guys, that we need a break. Whatever's holding us back from stepping right into where God wants us to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I feel so good coming to a Sunday and being with my family and going as crazy as I want to. Like, nothing's gonna hold me back from connecting with God because that's one of the reasons I come to church is to be in the presence of God as a family. You know, and just go crazy. Who cares who's next to you? Don't look at us. If I go flat, don't look at me. Keep praising God, all right? And smile because we're singing about God and how good He is. And that's something to smile about. That's the best reason to smile about, right? All right, so we're gonna go from here and we're gonna go right up there, all right? Be open to what God wants to do tonight because He might just do something incredible. He might tell you something you've been waiting to hear. Lord, we invite You into this place even more than what You already are, Lord. Break any chains of fear and shame, Lord. Anything that's keeping us back from just meeting with You tonight. We give You absolutely everything. Nothing's gonna hold us back. We thank You, Lord. All right, you guys ready? Yeah.
serve a timeless God, don't we? He is the same today as He was yesterday and tomorrow. And generations before us, there's been people who have been lifting up God's name. And that is the inheritance that we stand in. That's how, as a believer, we're not just on our own, but we've got a history of people who have been worshipping God all their lives. We are privileged enough to be at this time to be able to stand on the authority that they have, you know, that they fought for in their life. And this next song that we're singing, it's a bit of a new one. We haven't sung it the night before, but there's this really cool, the start of the chorus says, be enthroned upon the praises of a thousand generations, you know? Yeah, and I really want, want you guys to hear what the song is saying because it has really got a message for us. Now praise for God. God 
think right now we just gotta sing. We gotta sing highest praises. We gotta we gotta let ourselves take like an outward look on our life and realize that when we say that highest praises, it means we're putting our praise above everything that's going on in our life. Whether it's an illness in our body, whether it's you know something that's not good at home. We're putting our highest praises to Him now because we know that He's the God of authority, you know, and He can fix it. Will you sing that with me some more? the voices.
come on, I want us to keep singing this. And as we sing, I want to actually declare, let heaven come. And you know what? We're all in different spheres of influence. We're all in different places. But tonight, I want us to grasp something. Wherever we go, let heaven come. Wherever we walk, we carry Jesus and we have the opportunity to share him, to release his love. So I want us, as we sing, to begin to, can we just begin to sing? As you sing, I want you to, I want you to begin to, to speak and declare out over your school, over the uni, over your workplace, over your family. Let heaven come. God, would you invade us? Would you invade our lives? Would you invade our lives around us? God, the schools, Lord, may you permeate them, the university. Would you overflow, God, our families? Lord, would your power be shown? Come on, let's begin to speak out over our areas of influence. Come on, lift them up for God. Come on, let's cry out tonight. Let heaven come. been given a spirit of fear and timidity but one of boldness we have all authority in Christ Jesus and that as we pray as we declare let heaven come there's something that shifts within us and you know we need to grasp hold of that we are able to release heaven wherever we go we're able to speak out God's goodness and God's love and God's authority. It's not by our own strength, but it's through Him. And so right now, if you've got anything in particular, whether that be something in your body that's not going as it should be, or if you've got a situation in your family, right now as church, I just want you to raise your hand. Can you raise your hand if something, either something in family or uh, something in your body's not well? And church, let's just gather around them and let's declare heaven right now. So if you see someone with their hand up, can you gather around them right now? Just move. Go. As Ben just continued to play. Come on, we're declaring let heaven come. Don't wait for someone to start praying. You pray. 
Come on, if you're sitting down, extend your hand out or just do something. ourselves and we focus upon you, Lord, you show up. You show up and you do amazing and incredible things, God. Lord, I pray that our humanity wouldn't get in your way. God, that our staff, our things, Lord, would not be a hindrance for you, but God, I pray tonight, your spirit would blow in this place. God, that you would do what you want to do. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Hey, why don't you grab a seat? Why don't you grab a seat? Thanks, team. You guys are awesome. Very cool. Well, I didn't say earlier, but welcome. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah, yeah it's great to see that you, you've all come on. How, how are you liking the, uh, the U-shape? It's great. I had some people shell-shocked when they came in, but it's good, eh? It means that you get to look at this person, and they get to look at you, and... The line at the back get to look at me, and so, hey, it works out for everyone. Hey, we've got a very, very exciting night tonight. We have got three people sharing. Yeah, oh, oh. I mean, I'll jump down here, actually. Yeah, we've got three uh, young adult, early adult age. Can you say, Tim, would you say you're an early adult? Yeah, yeah. So we've got Josh and Kayla Duckett and Tim sharing tonight. Uh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I hope you're excited because they're going to share some nuggets of wisdom with us. The question, I, the question I ask them, which I get constantly confused with, is if you were able to talk to yourself, your five years ago self, what would you say? So if you had some advice that you were able to share with yourself five years ago or ten years ago, depending on your age, what would you say? It's only the old people that laugh, eh? <laughs> so... Tonight we're going to hear from Josh, Kayla, and Tim, and can I really encourage you to have your ears open, because I think there are mistakes that each generation needs to make. If you're youth, young adult, there's going to be mistakes that people are going to tell you many times, don't do that, don't do that, and you'll do it, and you'll be like, ah, shouldn't have done it, shouldn't have done it. But there's things that we can actually take from people who have a whole lot more experience and wisdom and maturity than us and apply them into our own lives and we actually skip over things that might have hindered us or held us back. So tonight, um, I know they've got some really good stuff to share with us. And I'm really believing that, that there's going to be things that you're going you're to take out and be able to apply into your own life um, that's going to be really beneficial for you. 
And can I encourage you to encourage them as they're up here? Um, there's, there's nothing like talking to a brick wall. You know, if I, if I wanted to talk to no one, I'd talk to my mirror and, and still uh, talk back to me because I look like I'm talking. So tonight, let's encourage these guys while they're here. You know, who likes public speaking? Exactly. So why do we say nothing when people are up here? <laughs> come on, let's, let's say some stuff. If someone next to you is not saying anything, say, just say, come on. You know, I've got some easy things, come on. Say something else, that's a good one. Uh, tried and tested, it works really well. Try to, put pe- try to put people off. Or don't, that stink. Don't try to put people off. But come on, let's encourage them as they're up here because uh, I know that they've got stuff that, that they're saying, um, that God is saying stuff through them that is going to be really encouraging for, for each and every one of us. So, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Come on, let's give him a hand as he comes. Come on, keep clapping. He's still not here yet. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, down here. Check out this fella. Look at him. It's cracking. Um, now, Peter was saying to be bold, so... What I'm going to talk about is kind of stuff that no one really talks about in church. So, and it's stuff that, in my opinion, kids need to hear. Um, so, what advice would you give yourself from, if you could talk to yourself five years ago? For me, that's actually a hard one. Um, is I view life as a series of experiences to learn from. Um, Put it this way, I can't understand why people regret getting tattoos. For me, it represents a stage in my life. Whether I'm proud of that stage is another question. But the past is the past, and nothing you do will change it. Um, Prime example... Many of you know that Kayla and I were separated for about a year and a half after we had Annabelle. Um, The day before, she told me uh, the way she felt and me also agreeing that, yep, it's time to have a little break. I got a large tattoo on my arm of a girl with a wedding band and a veil. She convinced me on the day of getting the tattoo not to get our wedding date on it. Did I regret that? No. Because it's a part of my life. It's something that I went through. And just because it's this thing that's on my arm forever doesn't mean I should regret it. Um, Yeah. That's how I see this sort of question is, well, for starters, you can't change what happened before you. But what you can do is focus on what you're going to do in the future or how you're not going to make those same mistakes. So now you know how I feel about that. Uh, Make your own life. The world owes you nothing. If you want something, go and get it. Legally. (laughs) Um... It sounds a bit harsh to say it like that, but ask yourself this. 
Do you get grumpy when you don't get an A in an exam, but you only did eight hours of study? If the answer is yes, then you need to hear this. The only way to get what you want in life is to work hard. When I used to play drums a lot, quite regularly after gigs or whatever, I'd have guys come up to me and say they'd want to drum how I used to drum. I can't do that now. The only reason I was able to have those sort of experiences was because I practiced a lot. Mum and Dad will say yes and so will the neighbours. <laughs> Bands, rudiments, everything. I practiced, put in the time so that I could get to a point where I thought I was good. But when you're passionate about something, you never come to that point because there's always more to improve on. Life and your walk with God is exactly the same. If you have a dream job, what are you doing to turn that into a reality? My generation is starting to get a reputation of self-entitlement, blaming everyone for their problems, including the government, and generally complaining about everything, especially how much they get paid, even though they'll turn up to work late, have long lunch breaks, and sit in the toilet on Facebook for 10 minutes at a time. Don't deny it. <laughs> what I'm trying to get across is if you want your dream job or something else, work hard and don't stop till you get it. So many people will try something for a month or two and then, oh, it hasn't happened. I'll just go to the next thing. Well, no, if you want it, go get it and do it. Ah, uh, yeah. Stop complaining. <laughs> We're all tired of hearing how hard life is. Why? Because each one of us has a hard life as well. Just because I don't go off and complain to Joe Bloggs about how hard my week's been or how the kids have been annoying and, you know, doesn't mean that their life's not hard either. We all have a hard life, but we don't need to constantly complain about stuff. If you're constantly complaining, you've then got something to work on, because if you're complaining, you're not happy. And if you get to a place of being happy, you're not going to complain. That kind of context of, if you want something, go get it, is what I'd really say to myself if I could five years ago. Um, why? Because it's something I've only just, in the last few months really, started to understand for myself. Um, over the last nine months, I've been working hard to get what I've just said to happen to me but I've come up across so many roadblocks that I could have just turned around and said, nah, that's too hard. I'll just keep going with what I'm doing now because it's easy. But I wasn't happy, so I wanted to change it. 
and it's paying off because it's all starting to fall into place and in time it'll all come to fruition. But it takes time, energy, effort and persistence, not just walking away because you think it's too hard. Well, I'd rather go play GTA. <laughs> um, so let's sort of relate this back to God a little, eh? I use Pastor Ray as an example, as currently he's away, and I should hopefully get away with saying something out of place for a couple of weeks, maybe. Pastor Ray is a, uh, a fantastic man of God. Like every man of, uh, like every human, he does have his flaws. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Ray's flaws because we might be here for a while. Um, anyway, oh. <laughs> how did Ray get to become this fantastic man of God that we all know today? By working hard when no one was looking, by praying and spending time with God. If you wonder why you don't have that connection with God yourself, then you need to look at how much time you spend with God. For me, I know that I don't spend enough time with God. I'll freely admit that. But the only that way that will change is by me getting up off my lazy butt and doing it. So if if all any of you guys crave a relationship like with God, like Pastor Ray or Sharon or Jan or many others in the church have, then make spending time with God your number one priority. So, what else would I say? <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Whoops, now I've got children. Every action you do has a result. You have the ability to choose if it will be a good outcome or not. In my case, the world says it's a bad outcome. Having a kid at 18 and getting married when your fiancé is seven months pregnant, while it certainly didn't look good as I was at Vision College and interning at church under youth, it has helped me helped to make me who I am today. It all comes down to how you handle the results of your own actions and, letting your, and not letting yourself get down about something that's happened, but more looking at the positive side of what you can do next to avoid that happening all over again. Doesn't mean I condone sleeping around. It means if you sleep around, you better be prepared to have a kid. But we all know you're all good little Christian kids and you don't like touching the opposite sex because they've got cooties. <laughs> Ooh, girls. Um, lastly, don't do drugs. This one has caught me up. For, it caught me up for a while, actually. <clears throat> Kayla will vouch for this as well. Once you've done it once, it's hard. 
not to do it again. While you might think it's cool, it's not. We both have friends that five years, that now, five years on from us stopping doing drugs, are still in that spiral of partying and doing drugs. They have nothing to show for their life. I thought I would be the exception to the rule when everyone warned me about getting hooked on drugs. I wasn't. I got to the point where I couldn't go to a mate's party, I couldn't go to town or anything without them. By all accounts, I was one of those jaw-chewing wasters that not even I liked. God gave us this body. Who are, we to, who are we to abuse it by putting things into it that makes us lose control of ourselves? Don't forget, God loves you and he wants the best for you. But he ain't going to hand it to you on a silver platter. You need to work. If you want something, if you think God's got something in store for you, figure out a plan of how to get there. Because it ain't just going to turn up. It's like, if God's called you to Syria to help with all the refugees there, how are you going to get there? God's not going to teleport you there. You know? It, we, it all comes down to our own actions and what we do and how we take the results of our own actions to use them in our own benefit and not get held up on it. Now, the main point I'm trying to get across is we make our own bed and we need to embrace it. And if we don't like it, change it because you're the only person that can. Thank you. Come on. That was awesome. Thanks for your honesty. And I hope, I hope you feel you got a dose of reality. Because that's, I think, what you gave us. Kayla, can we come here the, the other side of the story? Come on, let's give her a hand as she comes. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just going to get this out of the way before anybody's like, oh my gosh. Um, I come across as a really confident person and I'm not. Like, public speaking terrifies me. So (laughs) if my voice is really shaking, my hands are shaking, just ignore it. Um, So like Josh said, a a lot of you guys will know us. Um, Some of you from afar, some of you close, and some of you guys will be like, who the heck are these people? Um, Josh's family's been here for about 10 years at this church. I came along um, almost seven years ago. Um, And basically our history is, Josh and I met when I, just after I turned 17 at an Under Oath concert. Um, And fast forward to 2009, like six, three, four months later, sorry, um, we started dating on his 18th birthday. And three months after that, um, he didn't keep it in his pants and, yeah. Um, I was pregnant and so 
we'll go from there. Um, we found out we were going to have Annabelle um, and we decided we would get married because we kind of thought it was the right thing to do. Um, Annabelle was born and fast forward a year and a half from there we split up um, and that kind of boiled down to the whole we're not meant for each other type of thing and we weren't really actively involved in church anymore and it just things got really hard um, like marriages do they get real hard and you've got to work at them like Josh was talking about um, anyway so do 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 we didn't try and fix anything. We just accepted that we were too young and we moved on with our lives. Josh moved out um, and, well, he had Annabelle. I got mixed up into the wrong scene. I started drinking, doing drugs, partying all the time when I didn't have her. And everything was really terrible. My mental health was really bad. Um, and, yeah, so that's just a little bit of our history just to start off what I'm going to talk about. So we were asked to share two or three things that we would tell ourselves five years ago. So five years ago, I was right in the middle of my partying. Um, and I wish someone came and told me that you are stronger than you are alone. Uh, you are stronger with God than you are alone. Um, there is nothing that you cannot do without God's strength in your life. And if I had somebody standing there telling me that I could turn my life around um, and change my situation and, you know, that they would be there for me and that God can, can do that in me, I'd be, you know, I would have turned my life around a lot sooner than what I did. Um, and also, yeah, I spent months telling myself that I could beat my addictions, that I could stop partying and going in town and it would you know, I'd do two weeks of it and then I'd just be back in the same place again. As soon as I invited God back into my life, I started to pray and read my Bible again and attend church regularly. Things got much easier and with God's strength holding both Josh and I, um, we were able to reconcile our marriage and start again. Um, and there is a Bible verse that goes with that point and it's Isaiah 40, 29 to 31 and it says, most people will know this verse. It says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Another thing that goes hand in hand with surrounding yourself with prayer and God and church and things is um, good connections, having good friends. Um, there's a saying that you become like the five people that you spend your most, um, your most time with. And I surrounded myself with five pretty bad influences. I love these five people that, you know, were in this group of friends that I was partying and stuff with. They're great people, but they weren't Christians. They, they didn't know God. They didn't love God. And, um, and that was a huge influence in how I, you know, the life, the turn that my life took. Um, so I just really encourage you that, um, yeah, without the support of friends and family during the time that Josh and I started to get back together, um, we wouldn't be where we are today because we wouldn't have those people praying for our relationship. We wouldn't have those people supporting us when we needed support. Um, isolation is really dangerous. It's where the enemy floods your life with lies and deceit. So if you are not currently in, like, an activate group, 
Yes. Um, I always call it the wrong thing. I would really encourage you to go see Peter or Jan or somebody like a leader after the service and get connected because it's so important. Um, Something else I'd tell myself around about four years ago when Josh and I were first getting back together is um, a saying that I actually only found out a couple of weeks ago, but it's something that we've kind of lived our life by since we got back together, and that is tithe lovingly, save aggressively, and give generously. And I know everybody hates hearing about giving at church, but I'm not a leader, so I can get up here and talk about it (laughs) Um, without people hating on me, hopefully. Um, Don't get yourself into debt over things that the world tells us we need. It's really easy in this day and age to go and get a credit card and to go get like a GE card or whatever, Um, but just so you can go get the iPhone 7, the newest iPhone, or the latest MacBook, or a really cool car that your friends are going to think is awesome. Those things do not matter. Like, you do not need those things. And the interest that you pay on those things is going to kill you. It takes years to pay them back. And Josh and I are testament to that. We're just coming out the side of getting rid of our debt. And, like, it's so freeing to be able to do that. But in the thick of it, it's horrible. Um, Not all of us were taught from a young age how to use our money wisely. And... I go by the rule of give 10% to the Lord as an act of love, gratitude, and obedience. Save as much as you can. And saving $5, not spending $5 on that McDonald's combo, is better than not having any money at all. Um, And then give, like we talk about tithing, and then we talk about giving extra as well. Give the clothes that you don't need. Give away, I don't know, the toys that you don't use anymore or your kids' toys that you don't use anymore, the books and things. Give them to charity because there are people out there that could use those things. And I think that's a real good, like, act of love and worship. Um, also, Phil Strong, who is the pastor of the Te Awamudu Church now, um, he has a book called Becoming Money Wise, and that was a really good tool for Josh and I. So if any of you guys want to learn about money and stuff, it's a good tool. And also here at church we have um, Budget Link yep, for people who are struggling with um, budgeting their money. So the last thing that I want to talk about is everything that you do is a seed, um, whether it be good or bad. So it's really easy in this day and age with social media, um, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, to just say stuff without thinking, you know, There are my words floating off into cybersphere. Um, Yeah, it's really easy to just say stuff without actually thinking about what those things mean um, and how they're going to affect the person that you're saying them to. And that's not just bad stuff too. There are so many positive things that you can throw out there in the world and you have no idea the weight of those words that they carry. Um, I don't think I would have even started coming back to church if it wasn't for Nairi and Katie Mills um, and their messages that I got on Facebook and texts every so often saying, hey, how are things? 90% of the time I didn't reply to them, but they actually meant something because when I turned up at church the first time I came back, the first person at the door to greet me was Nairi and she was like, Kayla, I haven't seen you in so long. It's so good to see you. And just those words spoken into my life changed everything. And you honestly, like, just 
complete flip of my life. Um, so a verse that I always remember with that is, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that he will also reap. And that's Galatians 6, 7. And the last thing that I want to say is social media isn't everything. Um, Smiley Sally on Snapchat, all of those things that you see online, those perfect pictures, um, the perfect videos, the cute hairdos, it's not real life. You have no idea what's going on behind people's closed doors. Um, Like... You can just put up whatever. And I, I know girls that spend 20 minutes taking the perfect selfie and then I see girls going, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful, she's so awesome. It took her 20 minutes to take that selfie in the mirror and then she also edited it on her phone on, an, on a program. Like, her life is not actually like that. So just remember that. Um, people I know come up to me all the time and go, Kayla, you're super mom, you're so awesome, you do all these things. And I'm like... I'm not. I yell at my kids every single day. They drive me insane. I love them so much, but, whoa, like, life is so hard. Um, And you might see stuff on your Instagram, and you might think that I'm super confident, but honestly, I was actually having an anxiety attack 10 minutes ago because it is something that I struggle with. I struggle with depression, and I I struggle with anxiety every day. Um... Yeah, so what you see in life isn't what's going on behind closed doors. So that's just something to remember too. Cool, thanks. Come on, that was awesome. (laughs) You can take a moment to breathe. Hey, thank you for that. That's um, I think that's that's. I hope you I hope you're picking up things here. I hope, you're, I hope you're taking some things on because this is, this is real. This is life. Um, yeah, thank, you, thank you for sharing that, Kayla. That's awesome. Tim, mate, are you ready? You ready for this? Look at Yeah, here he comes. Look at him. He's running up. He's ready to go. Thanks, Pete. I'm showing my age. Analog. Bits of paper. So uh, didn't Josh and Kayla do really, really well? Awesome, eh? Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, I'm super, super nervous, probably like Kayla was, and, and, and they did so really, really, really well, but it would have made it a lot easier if that sucked just a little bit. <laughs> the expectation would have been way down here, but now it's like super high. So, so yeah, okay. So, um, thanks, Pete. So we were asked uh, to speak tonight about like two or three things that I could talk to my youngest self about five to ten years ago. And as I started to think about this, um, I thought of many things. There's like heaps of stuff I was struggling with five to ten years ago. And I thought, well, that's cool. I foolishly thought this is going to be so easy. I'm just going to pick two or three of the, the, the big things, you know, the, the massive important things in my life that I'm struggling with, and I'm going to talk about them. And then I had this realisation. As I thought about all the things that I struggled with five or ten years ago, a lot of those things I still struggle with today. So then a little bit of depression set in. And I thought, oh dear God. 
Have I not learned or grown anything or at all in the last five to ten years? Uh, of course, that's not true. Um, and, and this is going to bring me to my first point. I would have to tell my, my, myself five to ten years ago that a lot of the stuff you are dealing with today or some of the struggles you are, are, are dealing with today, you are still going to be struggling with in the future. And in fact, some of those things you may never, ever completely sort out. You may never completely figure out some of the stuff that, that you struggle with. Uh, but that's okay. You know what? Because God uses a lot of those things to draw us closer to him. I have so found that, it, that it's in the really rough times and hard times and the times I'm struggling with stuff that, that, that if I really draw closer to God, then I, then I, that I can really feel his presence, that I'm, that I'm less reliant on myself, that like, whoa, look how good I am, because it's not about me. I know I'm a screw-up. Now, now, in saying that, what I'm saying is that I'm not talking about um, giving up or giving into stuff that clearly isn't healthy for you, okay? I'm not saying that. Okay, so what I'm saying is, excuse me, I'll just got to find where I'm saying, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, found it. <laughs> so, okay, so what I'm saying, okay, <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. All right. So when you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, the work of justification, so the sins that we were committed, okay, they were paid for instantly. They were dealt with instantly. They are now as far as the east is from the west, okay? However, the work of sanctification which is the process of kind of sorting that stuff out in your life, all those sort of wrong thinkings and habits and stuff, that, that, that's a lifelong process, okay? Okay, and this is where I would struggle because, because I have a tendency, probably like we all do, is I would let those things, um, they turn into like condemnation, and guilt. So instead of drawing closer to God, despite my failings, despite my flaws, I'd feel guilt and, and, and condemnation. So I'd let those things cause me to withdraw from God. So um, I'd feel like a complete failure. Uh, and, and I would say, I, I would think that God's grace... His sacrifice is for people who don't screw up as much as me or that are somehow less sinful than me. But I've discovered that we're all, we're all human. We're all fallen. And uh, I found this verse in Jeremiah 17.9 that, uh, that says, The human heart is deceitful. Ah, is the most deceitful of all things. The most deceitful of all things. Uh, and desperately wicked. Who knows how bad it really is? Okay, so 
So in that, I get some confidence because I know the state of human sin. I can, I can look at that and go, okay, we're all, we're all sinful. We all need Jesus Christ, okay? So Jesus, so grace is for me. Okay, but listen to this. Like, more importantly than reminding myself of um, the human state is reminding myself of the God which we serve. So we serve a God of second, third, fourth, and one thousandth chances. There's a, uh, a verse in uh, it's Psalm 103, verse 8, says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Okay? And uh, Peter and Jesus were talking one day. Not this dude. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Peter said, um, Jesus, how many times shall I forgive my brother? Seven times? Jesus replied in uh, Matthew 18, 22, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 77 times seven. So infinitely, if you ask me. Okay, so that is our God. That is the nature of our God. Okay, so simply put, sort of my first point is this, okay? Um, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Um, and we cannot let those mistakes cause us to withdraw from God. Because they are paid for, every single one of them. Even if it doesn't feel like it, even if you do some of those stupid things still or the make mistakes or have wrong thinking, the sin is paid for. The work of sanctification, which is like the lifelong process of sorting that stuff out, is much slower than justification, which basically means we are saved because we have Jesus in our life, but, but that stuff is going to take longer to deal with, all right? All right, the, uh, the second thing I really want to talk to my, my younger self about, uh, and I'm going to be honest with me, with you, um, this is one I still struggle with, okay, and uh, actually Josh talked about this as well, is that I need to seek God with all I have, okay, and this is one that God is continually talking to me about, Um. If I could talk to my younger self, I would tell myself that I have to be disciplined, okay? And can I, can I encourage you guys with the same thing? It, sometimes it's as clinical as saying, I am going to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible for this length of time. Um, because if I don't do that, it just doesn't happen, okay? And, uh, but I, I do realize we're all different. I've heard some people say, I get up in the morning and I pray for an hour a day. And I've heard other people say, well, I pray every hour of the day. So it's going to look different for all of us. But I am wholly convinced, wholly convinced that, that seeking God, that praying and reading your Bible is the most important thing we can do as a Christian, above all else. All right. And... Um, the last thing I want to tell myself, uh, well, tell my, my younger self. Man, that sounds silly. The last thing I want to tell myself. <laughs> the last thing I would uh, tell my, my younger self is that it doesn't actually matter what advice I give you or what advice anyone else gives you or what sermons you listen to. Um, life isn't easy. Uh, and no amount of advice can fully prepare you or prevent you 
walking through stuff, walking through struggles. Um, the truth is, we've all gone through hard times, eh? Every single one of us, okay? The truth is, those hard times will grow you more than you ever realize. Um, I know that when, personally, when I was walking through that stuff, it felt soul-destroying. Sometimes it felt faith-destroying, and there's no way while I'm walking through that stuff I could ever imagine how God could use it for good. But the truth is, um, I went to Bible college for four years, okay? And that stuff I walked through, that hard times, grew me more and in, in, and in completely different ways than Bible college ever could. Uh, and so I guess that would be a warning to my younger self and to all you guys that you are going to face hard stuff. But God is growing you. God is preparing you, okay? Uh, so I guess to, um, to sum up, uh, I guess all the three things that I've talked about uh, or that I would talk to my younger self about kind of come together. Uh, hard times come. Uh, they may be a result of the things you struggle with, like, like stuff that I talked about earlier. The, um, we, are, we are saved straight away. We are justified straight away, but we still struggle with stuff in our life. Uh, so it could be a result of that, or it could just be challenges that come your way. Don't let those hard times, or don't let those things that you struggle with that have been paid for cause you to withdraw from God. They need to be the thing that, that make you press in, that make you seek God more earnestly, more fervently, more passionately. It doesn't, I've learned that it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are or where you think you are, God is rock solid. He is always there, okay? He hasn't withdrawn from you, okay? And so those tough times, um, especially if you seek God in them, are going to grow you a lot more than when things are cruising along nicely. But uh, I think that's basically all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Hey, come on, let's give them a massive round of applause. I hope you've, you've taken a couple of things away from that. And, and for me, I, I see this common theme, you know, life is not easy. Stuff happens. It's how you respond to that that makes a big difference. And if God is not at the center, if God is not the one that you're leaning on, if God is not the one who's in control, then you just set yourself up and make things far more difficult than they need to be. So can I just say a massive thanks to Josh, Kayla, and Tim, and, and thank you for sharing. Thank you for being honest with us, because this is stuff that we need to hear. This is stuff that will, uh, will help us in, in our walk with God and our, our, just living our life. So thank you for being honest with us. Yeah, come on, let's give them another round of applause. Very cool. Oh, check out Stanley on the... Yeah, Shaw Stanley. One, one thing that I picked up from, from Tim and what he was sharing was that when we say yes to Jesus, we are justified, but there's this sanctification process. So there's stuff that, that's in our lives that takes time to deal with it, and, and we do this each Sunday, but it's because of a reason. Without Jesus... 
that sanctification doesn't happen. There's still this stuff that we deal with. We've got this weight of our sin. We've got this, and as a Christian, we call it sin. But it's the part, things that we've done in our past that actually hinder us and hold us down and hold us back. So tonight, if you know that you're not in a relationship with Jesus, if you know that you're not in a place where you've said, Jesus, I, I want to follow you, and, and as we've heard, life is tough. It doesn't mean life suddenly turns into magical unicorns and rainbows. And No, that's not it. Life is tough and we're living life. But when we walk with Jesus, there's a thing, sanctification that happens. And suddenly things begin to shift. Things that we're, we were struggling with before, suddenly we're not struggling with them as much because our focus is, is on Jesus. So tonight, we're not going to do anything fancy, but if you say, Pete, yeah, there's, there's stuff in my life and and actually I'm leaning on myself, I'm not leaning on Jesus, could you come talk to me at the end? Come and chat with me and say, hey, could you pray with me? Or, or if you want anyone to pray with you, you've got Pastor Jan here and we've got other leaders here tonight. So would you come up and, and see me? Because I'd love to encourage you because it's Jesus. He is the one. He is the one that, that is going to help you. He is the one that you can lean on. He is the one who's tried and tested and true. As we sung earlier, uh, thousands of generations, a thousand generations worshipping God. It's not something, Christianity is not something that's just turned up last week. This is something, there's been people who have gone before us, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's very cool. So if that's you, if there's something there and you want to go, actually, I need to respond to that. If you want to come and chat with me, I'd, I'd love to pray with you. And if there's been anything tonight that um, has challenged you, or, or you, you see it in yourself and go, actually, I probably need help with that. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. I'm sure Josh and Kayla and Tim would be happy to pray, pray with you and stand with you and, and encourage you around that. So find them out. They'll be floating back there or around here or wherever they are, but talk to them. Talk to someone. So why don't I pray and then the band are going to lead us in a song. Real love. Hey, Very cool. Thank you, God, that you're a God that is with us all the time. God, you're a God who is good. And when we lean on you, when we, uh, well, you're a God that we can lean on. You're a God who will hold us and support us when life is going great and when life is not so good. God, I pray that you would draw us into your arms even closer, God, that we would uh, spend time with you, that we'd have the disciplines in place to get to know you. God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, we would get to know you more and more. And Lord, we would know who we are and you, Father. Amen. Hey, why don't we stand as the band leads us? And then go out and have an awesome week. Cool. Alright, round two.
waking up knowing there's a reason All my dreams come alive, life is for living